unexplained phenomenon is a staple in human culture. Strange goings-on, paranormal in nature, are prominent in our lives, in one form or another. You may not think about them all that often, but there's always a piece in the news or a crazy story from a friend or passerby that makes you recall such strangeness. No matter how many times you forget about the subject, there will always be a moment that drags the notion back to the surface of your memory. For several years, I had forgotten all about the monster living in my mom's pantry. I had forgotten all about it, that is, until now. I was ten years old when I first became aware of the monster's presence. It was a normal evening at home. My mother and I awaited my father's arrival, and I helped her out with dinner preparations. I look back on these memories fondly. I loved cooking with my mom and was overjoyed whenever my father came home from work. I had what some would consider a picture-perfect childhood, save for one peculiarity. The thing that resided in the pantry would audibly reveal itself that very night. While cutting up vegetables from my mom's famous beef barley soup, I heard a scratching at the pantry door. Startled, I jumped, nearly cutting off one of my fingers in the process. My mom looked over at the pantry, then to me with a concerned smile. I looked to her for answers, utterly baffled by the noise. There it goes again, scratching at the pantry door. What is it, mom? I said. I'm not too sure, sweetie. But it's been here ever since we moved in. Sometimes it just scratches at the door and other times it'll knock food off the pantry shelves. Some nights it doesn't make a sound at all. There was no comfort derived from her explanation. I was still frightened and my mother noticed this. It's nothing to be scared of, honey. Is it something bad? I asked her. Well, no, of course not. And just then, the scratching recommenced. I jumped a second time. My mother then walked over to the pantry door. Here, have a look. She opened it up as the scratching continued. Once the door was completely ajar, the sound stopped. You see, sweetie, there's nothing to be worried about. Despite my mother's comforting words, my ten-year-old heart couldn't help but race with fear. In the coming years, I continued to help her cook, but I never once set foot back in that pantry, convinced that the thing living in there was a monster out to get me. This fear was kept alive by the scratching that would interrupt otherwise happy moments. I ignored it the best I could, but sometimes I would just have to leave the kitchen. Eventually, the sound stopped altogether. It's now been many years since then, and both of my parents have passed away. In their wills, I was left everything, including my childhood home. It took me a while to come to terms with their deaths and move back in, but I eventually accepted the situation and embraced the living space where I grew up. 
It was the little memories sparkled throughout the house that helped me cope. Sometimes I would walk into the living room and see my dad sitting in his chair, smoking a cigar and watching his favorite sitcom. At other points, I would see my mother in the kitchen, making us dinner. These corporeal fragments of a time long since past kept me going. And after a while, well, the house felt like home again. Until one day. I had just arrived home from work when it happened. I sat down on my dad's favorite chair and flipped on the TV to unwind. Something crossed my mind. Minus the tobacco, I had actually become my father. This thought put a bit of a smile on my face as I reclined the chair to relax. But relaxation never came though, as an all too familiar scratching sound emanated from the nearby pantry. My smile quickly vanished. I jumped up and ran to the kitchen to investigate. The scratching continued and increased in volume. I stared at the door hoping an answer would jump out at me, but also hoping whatever was inside wouldn't do the same. Without many options at my disposal, I was forced to open it. Now much to my anticipation, the noise stopped, and I found nothing behind the door but some empty shelves and an old broom. This was the same thing that happened when my mother opened the door many years ago. Now it was no longer a frightened child, but the sound's return was still unnerving. At least, it was at first. But after a while, it became nothing more than a bothersome fixture in my otherwise normal days. Whenever I came home from work, woke up in the middle of the night, or even sat down to watch television... That terrible scratching would invade my ear space, not stopping until I opened that damned pantry door. And this routine continued for over a year. One night, however, everything changed. I had just gotten home from a long day of work and flung myself into the comfort of my bedsheets. I wanted more than anything to drift off into a peaceful slumber hoping the day's troubles would melt away in the form of happy dreams and restful sleep. But unfortunately for me, the moment my head hit the pillow, the scratching started up once more. I groaned in anger, not wanting to leave my bed for anything, much less that damned noise. Because of this, I made the mistake of not getting up right away. You see, I hit my internal snooze button and allowed myself to drift off for a few moments. And when I came to, something was amiss. Now, I didn't notice it at first, but the unsettling silence made way for a startling revelation. The scratching had stopped. How strange. It's never stopped on its own before. Perplexed, I jumped out of bed and ventured downstairs to investigate, and what I saw upon entering the kitchen alarmed me. The pantry door was wide open. That can't be. It was definitely closed when I got home earlier. 
Turning the light on only revealed the usual empty shelves. It wasn't until my hand met the wood of the door that I noticed something unusual. Embedded in the hard oak were deep gashes, claw marks that covered the entire bottom half of the door. Those weren't there before. What the hell is going on? My childhood was beginning to catch up with me. Memories of the pantry came bursting through the floodgates. The scratches, the nightmares, the fear. But I wasn't a child this time, and I wasn't going to let a little superstition get the better of me. It's just a raccoon or a large rat, that's all. At least that's what I had told myself. Now I scoured that house for nearly an hour, ignoring my fast-beating heart the whole time. Whatever escaped from the pantry was nowhere to be found. As I stepped back into the kitchen to close the door and call it a night, something stopped me in my tracks. A shadowy figure raced across my field of vision and into the pantry. And crack... The pantry door shut on its own, shaking the walls around it. A bone-chilling vibration reverberated throughout the entire house in an instant, and was then followed by an eerily dead silence. My heart sank to my bowels. I was officially rattled. Running on pure instinct, I grabbed the heaviest things I could find and piled them in front of the door including my dad's old chair. Once satisfied with my blockade, I raced upstairs, locked my bedroom door, and jumped underneath the sheets. I was a kid again, scared shitless of the monster living in my mom's pantry. And after the fear and adrenaline tapered off, I managed to get a little bit of rest. My late night adventure had come to an end. Now I woke up the next morning in denial, a defense mechanism of a mind bruised by fear. Pretending nothing happened the previous night, I went about my morning routine as normal. After breakfast, I was able to walk right past the pile of crap in front of the pantry without flinching. I even ignored the scratch marks on my front door as I left for work. Everything was fine. There was no monster, no supernatural entity taking over my home. I mean, that was absurd. It was just a raccoon, a very large raccoon. But the lies only lasted for so long. Driving away, the terror set back in, sending me into a desperate frenzy of distress and unease. Though distracted by my strange predicament, I managed to make it to work in one piece. But work brought me no solace. All I could think about was what awaited me at home. I was on the edge and my boss noticed this. He asked if I needed to leave early and get some rest. I practically shouted the word no at him, begging him to let me stay. I wanted to be away from that house for as long as I could. Though confused by my unorthodox behavior, my boss obliged. 
Now I might have been able to stay at work, but I had to clock out eventually. The day went by far too quickly, and before I knew it, I was back home, sitting in my driveway, dreading the thought of opening the front door. And because of this, I sat in my car for a while, attempting to come up with a plan of action. What do I do? Who can I tell? I mean, hell, where will I stay? The questions swirled around my tired mind until I shut my eyes and took a deep breath to relax. The wariness caught up with me in this moment, causing me to drift off into a stress-induced coma of sorts. I woke up a few hours later to the terrifying sight of scratch marks on my driver's side window. That was the last straw. That's it, I proclaimed out loud. I wasn't going to let this thing control my life, and I certainly wasn't going to let it drive me out of my own home. This is where I grew up, where I spent my childhood with my mother and my father. They were still with me. The recollections scattered throughout the house, reminding me of who they were and the impact that they've had on my life. Hell, no amount of scratching was going to tear through the memories I had of them. I was fed up. I got out of my car, walked up to the house, and I swung the front door open. I was greeted with the sound of scratching, but this time, it was louder than it had ever been before. As I stormed over to the kitchen, the noise morphed into a thunderous banging on the pantry door, causing the stuff I piled in front of it to move a bit. Whatever was inside really wanted to get out this time. Adrenaline coursed through my veins. My fight-or-flight response was begging me to run, but it was too late. I had already made up my mind. I was going to face this thing head-on and get to the bottom of the mystery. This was my home, after all. It belonged to me and my family, not whatever this thing was. In removing the stack of furniture, the banging continued and grew louder. The kitchen cabinets around me swung open. Various pots and pans fell off the shelves. An earthquake of supernatural proportions filled my home, but I didn't allow it to rattle me. I knew what I had to do. And after a moment of mental preparation, I opened the pantry door. And there, sitting behind the door, was a dog. It sat there and looked up at me in confusion. Well, I did the same to it. After giving me a once-over, it walked over to me and nuzzled up against my leg. I instinctively reached down and pet it, as I would any dog. But this wasn't any dog. After a few minutes of getting to know each other, it walked back into the pantry. It vanished before my very eyes. It was... a ghost... My fear completely dissipated after that day. I now come home to the sound of scratching and smile. I no longer open the pantry door in fear, but instead to let my new friend out. 
He walks around the house, exploring, just like a normal dog would. He even sits down and watches TV with me from time to time. He is a bit shy, though, vanishing whenever I have company over. But still, he is a good dog. A very good dog. I assumed he belonged to one of the many owners of the house, seeing as it had been built long before my parents moved in. I guess he just couldn't let the place go. Neither could I. A few weeks of bonding later, and I realized that I didn't have anything to call him by. I walked over to the little guy and pet him on the back of his neck. That was his favorite spot. I thought about it for a moment. Then I came up with the perfect name. I'll call you... Monster. Monster. 